Well, welcome to part two of episode 26 of the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. In part two, we continue to converse with Anthony Wellborn about his soccer journey and where it took him. Thanks to Anthony and his partner for allowing me into their home. I sincerely respect their time. Please enjoy the second part to episode 26 as Anthony recalls his second year at the Australian Institute of Sports Soccer Program and beyond. So you, you, you had the rest of the time there at the AS and and then you had a second year there. That's right. In in 82. So um you for you was that sort of um again another sort of okay. You make it once but you're there for a second year. That's that's an extremely positive thing, surely. I um I was very happy to uh, and I've got the letter that I'll show you later. Yeah. But um Jimmy sent to me to invite me for the second year. To come back. And uh, for me, um, having that first year experience, I I was just so looking forward to getting back Back into it. Uh, So when we got set up again, we we all met again. Obviously, there was a new influx of players. I feel it was a lot easier because you'd... Started. You've been there before, and and so I met players like John Paul Di Marigny, yep. um, the Frenchman JP, we called him. Yep. Um, Frank Farina, who obviously played for Australia and coach of Australia. Um, you know, Anthony Franken, the uh, goalkeeper, goalkeeper, and he's a Sydney Croatia Perth Glory. That's right, and he's he's now the coach of the, the Australian goalkeepers. So, you know, having a year with these guys. We were all like brothers, Travis. So you, you can imagine, as I said, because you're living away from home as well. Yeah, and and the second year there was more characters, and believe me, there was a lot of characters there <laughs> uh, that shined. Um, but we all got on well, man. You know, um, with starting there again, where we were all introduced, we were still at the ANU. Yep. Uh, but we were all. At John Twenty Third, the second year, okay. instead of not three separate groups, separate, we were together. So what they did, they uh, they put the swimmers together, the yep. gymnasts in another. We were all at the college, but in different areas. So you're all together. Mm-hmm. I was across from Anthony Franken, um, but uh, there was another addition to the coaching, and um, and a name, and I've actually. Found him on Facebook. We've we've connected, but um, Ron Smith, his name yep. is. Well, people who know about the game um, would definitely know about Ron. Yes, and his contributions. And uh, a funny, funny Englishman, but the knowledge he brought, as well as Jimmy, yep. them two together, just um, a great combination. It was they were brilliant. And so, what did Ron bring to the table? Do you think more technical? Yeah, uh, we we had Jimmy. Which really taught us uh, an understanding of of uh, gelling, and yep. and he, I can remember in games we weren't worried about the results. Yep. Uh, Jim wanted to give us assignments in the game, and okay. it might mean okay, Anthony, I want you just for this game, I want you to to stay with this man, and I want you to be by by his side for the game. And that's the assignment. That Forget and about. 
Yep. And that's your job. And that and to be disciplined that way. I mean, still, obviously, when you've got the ball, you... You, you want to still contribute, but... But but when it comes to, to a assigned uh, actual uh, coaching aspect, we had to uh, have have those kind of uh, situations where he put us under. And, you know, the the skill factors as well. Jimmy, so, so what did then Ron... He was more sort of the day-to-day in terms of technique and Yeah, whatnot. more technique and uh, strategies um, uh, where, uh, how can I put it, in training sessions we'd have drill, different drills that, you know, uh, Jimmy would do. So you had, there was always a balance, but they were different, yep. you know. Um, look, on the top of my head, mate, I, I can't really recall the, the but it was a lot better that second year because you had two, two sort of very, different eyes yes and, and different knowledge and, and skill sets both professional you know so um that that year was a, it was a good year uh to so you're playing in the NSL again yes we're back in the the NSL in the in the, the youth, youth competition yep. but we also toured Australia so we will go into each state playing against the rep sides yep. uh in ex- exhibitions um we also toured new zealand and indonesia so how was that the, uh, going to both those countries um, indonesia was fantastic i can remember getting off the plane and you felt like you were some that the way they treated us was like we were the australian team we were the professionals <laughs> which it, it's you're representing you're your representing country. your country at, at, a, at a level now um, very hot the conditions were, we went there for the conditions so that was sort of another learning learning, to, learning curve to cope playing in, in humidity because as soon as you get off the plane you know you're, you feel it. you're feeling it um, I can remember our, our first game uh, that was organised was at a Joe, uh, Jakarta and it was their biggest stadium now I can't remember the name of the stadium I've actually got it on Super 8 film <laughs> where uh, we had a training session on the ground before the game and um, then this was promoted really well. In Indonesia, uh, it was like state, their state representative players. Like a, like a province or... Yep. Yeah, yep. and uh, it was their best players in in that area uh, that were... I'd say they were like they're, they're um, in line for representing Indonesia. Okay. okay. So, again, we didn't have our, our original squad because of uh, the World Cup, Youth yep. World Cup. We had to have, uh, we, we were missing four players, so we had to uh, bring on four players in. Um, but for us, our first game we got beat 3 1 against this. And I mean, there was a, a difference in class. Obviously, yeah. we're only young, seventeen-year-olds, you know. So these were like men. Yeah, definitely. We, were, we weren't playing our age. We were playing <laughs> again, but we still was competitive. Um, I I didn't start the game, but I came on in in the second half of that game. But I can remember with the promotion that they had, uh, some boys from the navy. The Australian yep. Navy must have got tabs of it. Got wins of it, yep. So um, here we are from kickoff, and then oh, there was a, 
I, I don't know the, how many there was, but they they were singing "Come On," you know. That the the crowd ambience was fantastic, and we've got supporters. You know, <laughs> it was which you just, never no, thought you would. You no, know, but we I think we played. There was oh, at least thirty thousand people wow. to the game, and for us being played playing against a good side, and then with the crowd atmosphere, something that I've never really experienced that kind of. Yeah, it makes it special, it doesn't does. it? It does, it really does. So that was our, our first game. And then we went back to the embassy after the game and, you know, all the function side of things. But uh, a, a new experience. We were there for uh, three weeks, we were there. And we had some good results, but we also had, uh, I can remember our second last game. Uh, it, was a, it was a rough game, mate. The referee... Just let a lot go, and Michael McLaughlin, yep. who I've mentioned earlier, he got physically punched in the head, and his wow. eye was split out. It was a challenge, but you know, yes. it, was, it was a a challenge that it should have been a red. Yeah, basically. Um, and because of that game, that was so rough. Uh, Jimmy decided the last game that we we were um, uh, scheduled to play, uh, we were going to cancel it. And yep. just put on a, a uh, like a training exhibition yep. for the crowd. Which is fair enough. Um, there was a there was a lot of uh, uh, heat from that. Yep. And in the end, and I can remember getting off the bus to the ground, and there was soldiers, uh, or their force was yep. was out the front of it. We wondered what's going on here, you know, <laughs> and. Um, when we walk into the ground, the other team's warming up, right? So they ignored Jimmy's instructions, instructions, and we ended up having to play. Well, I can remember uh, Jimmy got us into the room and thought, well, okay, we'll play, but I want you lads to all play different positions that you've never played before. Um, we'll just enjoy this game. And, um, you know, we were playing... The, I think I was playing fullback or whatever. We we're all in places we're not sort of used to. Used to, and um, we ended up a draw. I think it was, uh, but the, there was a massive crowd. It was packed, but we just thought, no, we're not. We're not going to take this into that yeah, yeah. that part because we we were so disappointed with the game before with the way and being younger men as well. Yeah, it, it was a rough game at. And there was a lot of uh, heat from that game that we we just didn't want to get back into that yeah. uh, position again. But I can remember at halftime, be- because their water is another issue, mate. Yeah. You know, because you can't drink their water. Something so, to consider as well. Yeah. So I can remember at halftime, I was out thirsty. We, were ha- we had soft drinks there. So I think I sculled about 10 bottles of, of Fanta or whatever it was, you know. <laughs> but... Um, on the way, on the way home from the bus, oh, it, I just, just yeah. <laughs> all came out. But you know that that was another thing, Travis. In in the sense of of players over there having to get used to um, dehydration and, and the you, environment, in the environment, and your body. You've got to, and I didn't know. See, it was new for me in hydrating yourself. And I I was with soft drink, which was, you know, not the best, but. Uh, yeah, it was it was an experience. <laughs> I tell you. So I, I guess at the end of those sort of 
two years at the IS, you, you said you had to make a decision um, and you were offered to stay a third year. Yeah, that um, was the hardest part for me, mate. Honestly. So I guess we were sort of torn both sides in terms of your family and, and, and life Definitely. back in Wollongong versus your football life. So there was sort of... Well, how I looked at it... I wouldn't say a conflict, but you were sort of torn between... I was torn, mate, because Jimmy was... We were a family, you know, so in that sense. But uh, I I wanted to be a PE teacher, yep. a physical. I excelled in sport, so I knew that... Because you're still studying while you're down. Yes, and I, I knew I'd have a lot to offer. Um, and that was sort of my ticket to being at the AIS. Um, I could actually get a scholarship to pursue that education side yep. uh, <clears throat> so that was my direction that I wanted to go yep. excuse me um, I spoke to mum and dad and they were under the impression really that it was hard for in, I've got to look at both sides yeah, because yeah. obviously my, we, were a clo- we are a close family and yeah. we were a close family and me being away from home was hard for, for my family for as, them well. as well they're missing you and you're missing yeah. them. And um Dad sort of, he sort of said to me, look, you know, I think that it's time for you to, to have another stepping stone. Let's see mm-hmm. if we can get a contract for something, you know. Yeah. I told him, well, you know, well, I'm 17, so, yeah. you know, the end of the day, I respect whatever my You've got to be guided by your folks. and Yes. Um, I mean, they've... Th- been there for me and you know I've had so much support from them so in the end I spoke to Jimmy he wanted me to stay uh, but he was also wishing me all the best yeah for for my next part of my journey so anyway we get back to uh, I get back home and Casey De Bruin was appointed the coach of Blacktown City and this is in the NSL we're talking here. Um, yes, I think it, yep. it is, yes. And um, he came and sat down with me and he wanted Michael McLaughlin as well. Yep. So again, that was great for me because... You already knew someone yeah, and been with, them for a, yeah. been with him for a couple of years. That's right. So uh, we both signed contracts with Blacktown for two years. And uh, yeah, so that was my start of uh, a contracted um, earning some money. And, and do you think um, it made it easier having Casey as the coach, having Michael there as well? You sort of, obviously there would be other teammates, yeah. committee and supporters to get used to, but you still had Casey there, you knew the coach, so that would have made it a hell of a lot easier. Well, that's right. I mean, my future-wise outside of soccer was sort of up in the air. Um, I sort of didn't know what direction I wanted to go career-wise outside of football. Um so I looked at um, a pre-apprenticeship, yep. um, which I could do where I could still be able to commit to Blacktown Travel. travelling. Yep. Now, Casey was... Um, I travelled with Casey up there, uh, and I managed to score a pre-apprenticeship at the um, TAFE. Yep. It was panel beating. Um, but uh, in I had to have... I went away... Uh, with family to to the UK. Yep, during uh, that first season. Yep, so um, 
I missed a fair bit of work from the, the TAFE, so catching up was hard. Um, I was enjoying it, but yep. it was just, it was that initial starting point for me was, I was finding it, you know, hard to, to move forward Four, with power yep. beating. So in the end, I let it go and just concentrated on, on the football. And um, then mum and dad secured a business yep. and it was a fast food, uh, like a coffee lounge. Okay. So that was the support that I got again from family. So we, you we could, bought a business you so could, I could work there work and there. move your hours around to suit, right. suit the soccer. So I'd start at, um, it was called Tip Sandwich Bar, but uh, I, I started at seven in the morning. Yep. Um, and this was a six day a week uh, business and I was the sort of short order cook there yep. but uh, another passion of mine is cooking so it, it all made sense to me um, but I'd be working till three o'clock in the afternoon and then I'd have uh, a half an hour or nearly an hour break and yep. then Casey would, Casey would come pick and pick me up. up and we'd travel and I can remember travelling to Blacktown back in the eighties, and the old road, Cow Pastures Road, and it was like a two and a half hour drive, or near enough. It was two hours anyway. So where did um, Blacktown train and play? All right, they they were at Prospect. Yep. Um, their grounds now is owned by Lily House. Uh, Lily, Lily, this Lily House company, I think. So it is. Where, what was the grounds but, name at the time? Um, I, I can't remember. Honestly, Travis, I can't remember the the name of the ground, but uh, I remember it was an old dressing room. the The main ground was beautiful. Yep. It was turf beautiful, and our training was out the back of okay. it. Um, and what were the colours that Blacktown played right, in? They were were black, white, and red. Yep. Or red, white, and black. Um, met some amazing lads there, uh, and I was. In the obviously selected for the first team, first team squad, yeah. Um, still young, still yep. I was seventeen. Uh, sorry, eighteen. And um, players like Robert Wheatley. Yep. Um, there was Cliffy who made, Lyon. Some, who made some appearances for yes, Australia. Yep. yep. Um, Socceroo. Yep. Uh, there was John Stoddard. Uh, there was a. a a few guys that have been around in the state league yep. and for for a long time. So again, there was good players around me. Yep. Uh, I was uh, in first grade, but playing majority in reserve, reserve grade, grade, and we were undefeated that year. But like in many cases with with my football, I shined in reserve grade and and shined, but I was never. Um, confidently put into first grade there's only one coach that really did that for me and believed in me and his name was Robert Fryer he gave me that um, belief that that I could do it and and gave me that chance and I didn't let him down but towards my career out of AIS I didn't get that um, confidence you know and really it was it was hard for me because I was so close to Casey yeah um, as a young lad, you know, and I utterly respect his position as well. But I just wish he believed in me 
to to give me a chance. Yep. You know, but you know, I still had that's a, football. Sometimes football is. I had great two years there. Um, you know, again. Uh, a so was it was it awkward sometimes? Very awkward travelling in terms of the the carpooling. Like he, <laughs> he he's helping you out. You know you're doing well in reserve grade. Yeah, it was that, it was always hard travelling. Is it is he um is he not a man where you could sort of ask direct questions or because you're a younger man yourself that you thought well I I it was hard to sort of communicate. I and felt, say, hey, why aren't I in the first grade squad, or yeah. what have I got to do? Or did he did he tell no, you what you needed no, to do? No, see, I I had a great relationship with him, believe it or not, in that yep. way, and uh, I had the utmost respect for the man, yep. and and even to this day, you yep. know, uh, uh, the time that he put in for me, yeah, throughout my journey Different as well. Parts, but yeah. that last belief, I really needed it, you know. Yep. Uh, but I didn't have that character of, of uh, and it, it sort of followed me through the end of, around the end of my career. I, I wasn't strong enough, mate, to say, hey, you know, I am who I am. I believe in myself. Give me a chance. You yep, know, yep, that yep. I wasn't strong enough to even negotiate contracts. Yep. I was too, I loved the game. I just wanted to play. Right. It wasn't about money. It was, ne- it was never about money. And really, I didn't get that a financial um, reward for the effort that I put in yeah. for all the time and the experience that I had. But, you know, as far as the game itself, that was my passion. That was your passion. That was my love. So I, as carpooling, <laughs> um, the second year was brilliant because I met um, two lads. Well, one of them is Phil O'Connor. Yep. Uh, the late Phil Connor. Who's since passed. Yep. And Tragically, yep. Yep. And Chris Dunleavy. And Casey, there was four of us in. So who, who you'd had interaction with yes. before. And, and Phil was, um, uh, and I'll let you describe him, but a, an extremely good striker and and um, could score goals, couldn't he? I have to say, and I, I had my, my business then as well, and he was working on the railroads, and he'd come for his lunch, you know, and he'd always say, mate, the most down-to-earth man you could meet, um, funny uh, abilities with the ball and and the class that he had. Uh, it, I was always overwhelmed in the sense of being connected because yep. I was like pinching myself. You know, yeah. I'm I know this man in a in a in a, a friendship makes you yeah. level. You know, but um, just to to see him play. Uh, and being part of that, and Chris, Chris, professional player in England, um, most down, but they're down, down to earth, and they, they, they encourage, and they, uh, they rub off their experiences. It, it, it's all part and parcel, I suppose, but they, they really took the effort to, to help. And so, um, you, um, in those two years, um. You know, you you did really well in terms of reserve grade. Never quite got through to first grade. But did you think in those sort of, I guess, four years in the AAS and and Blacktown that you'd sort of progressed as a footballer and and had it developed? Because well, you, you you know, like you said, you well, when you're in '84, you know, you're still what are you then? You you're probably just 
19 I'm, years of age I'm, so you're still just, not in your no, 20s mate, yet i'm not and and the thing is um it seems like i've had so much early yeah definitely. in my life uh to to ground me to to the next level um I, and like a highlight for me just one thing with blacktown was we were lucky enough to host manchester united yeah and uh i met players uh that were like well, some of the players you listed here, you know, you're talking Mark, Mark Hughes Gordon, as well. I couldn't believe it. Gordon Strachan. <laughs> oh, it was just how that happened where we, um, I don't know how we invited we invited them, but yep. to have a function with them and, and see them train and then have a function afterwards and meet them, it was like... It doesn't, it doesn't happen these doesn't days. It doesn't happen, mate, you know, you know? and... and as a young lad growing up and, and watching football and, and seeing these players, to actually see them in person, and, yeah, and it was just it takes another, to another level, doesn't well, it? Well, it doesn't. It, it it's a game for me. I look back at fond memories. I was lucky enough to be in that time zone and that presence to experience, experience it. it. So, yeah, that was that was a. Uh, that was memorable. So, like you said, uh, I guess you uh, didn't get the opportunity that you probably were hoping for with with Blacktown in the NSL, but um, nonetheless, you made the most of it, worked hard, trained well, hard, and well, you think today, Travis, like um, commitments that that sports people do, the ones that really succeed, they push themselves, and I can remember, like I was still working, I wasn't like it is in A-League now where you've yeah, become yeah. professional. I had to uh, still ha- hold a job yep. for financial. I was really lucky I had support family-wise, but it was still work. You still got to work. Commitment. And I had to train four days a week, travel two hours. So so my day was from 7 in the morning till 11 o'clock at night. No. That was my, my routine for four days a week, then the weekend play. And, and to do that... Uh, I mean, I look back now and I think, geez, how did I actually do that? But yeah. when you... From a time management perspective, it yeah, was pretty good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so, you know, that to me, you know, I, I just had that dedication for it. Yep. You know, how I did it now looking back, I don't know, but you do it. You do it. Because you love, I loved what I did. And my old man used to say, he, said, he used to say, Ace, or and, but wouldn't it be good to... To have a job that you love, yeah, definitely, and and you know get rewarded for it. So that that again resonated thing to me. Yeah, definitely. So in '85, you you went to the went to the Wolves and um and uh, and the two coaches were Adrian Alston, who who we all know, uh, yes. and I don't need to explain that, and and the and the great John Frew as well in terms of yeah. um, him coaching youth grade. So. Um, you were an overage player, and that's right. And Tom Matthias was, yep. It was, and uh, so you you had a, um, you know, I think Adrian's year that year. Um, I don't know how the Wolves went in first grade, but in the uh, northern the northern league or whatever it was, it was split into two leagues. You guys won um, um, in the youth team. Um, yes. They won the league. Yes. It was so that 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 must have result. been a, a great year. It was it was a fantastic result. Like for me, uh, leaving Blacktown was it, it was hard enough to to then make another move. But 
um, when I, I uh, was Casey fine with that, by the way, in terms of when you told him, look, I'm, I'm going to go elsewhere. You know, I, I just think it was a natural progression for me at the time. I wasn't really securing a, a first grade yep. spot. So you knew you needed to go somewhere I else. I needed to to move on, and yep. and that was it. And there was no disrespect to anything. It, yep. It's just like something you had your, to do. That's that's part of your your decisions. Uh, when I met John Frew, uh, magic bloke, absolutely yeah. magic bloke. I've interviewed him on the podcast, yeah, and so I've, <laughs> I've just got so much time for the man. Yeah. He's just a, a great guy. Um, I was lucky enough last week we had a, a reunion, Travis, yeah. at Jamboree, and uh, catching up with the, the, the lads. It was uh, it was it was really good to see them all. You know, um, with John Frew, uh, I. Remember our first training session was at um, it was at Ferry Meadow, and I think it was at the the grounds. Uh, you know, as you turn to go to Belgowney, and there's the, the grounds on the left. I don't know the name of Guest that park. park. Guest it'd, Park. It'd be Guest Park. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. And and I remember training there a few times, and then we we eventually ended up at Winuna High School because yep. obviously Fruies John uh, John Fruies a teacher. teacher. Yep. yep. So that's where uh, even Noddy, we will we train. First, yep. So um, met some, and again, I've been lucky in football, uh, and this is another thing that outside of your your passion for for the game, the camaraderie and the is friendships that you develop. Travis, yeah. with, and and I'll go into this later on because I met a, 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 another very dear friend like a brother to me like yep. Phil very much the same yep. relationship but um, you know these kind of players uh, we were all Illawarra players basically um, we had a fantastic gel because you know, you're talking about blokes like Craig Baker Phil yes, Matthias again you met up with absolutely Darren Sean Hughes, Billington Tony Corradini Peter uh, Ruskin, yeah, you know, and and we we were all, you know, around the same age really. It yep. wasn't much difference in years wise, but uh, we gelled, and and it come down to Fruies as well because we were, we was a close unit. Yep, and um, we had some memorable memorable games, and and I can remember on the uh, when he was actually interviewing and. Uh, John brought up the game against St George. Well, I have fond memories of, of that, and we actually brought it up again <laughs> and had a laugh because Tony Corradini himself had a story before that game that John Frew didn't even know. And um, we went to the Snowies yep. for a skiing trip, and it came about that my Blacktown lads, we organised to have a, a week away. Uh, and but catch they, up. Yep. Yeah, but they couldn't make it. I asked Tony if he wanted to come. So we went away for a week, had the best week, taught me how to ski. And this is a, a thing about learning. Yep. I I followed Tony. He taught me how to parallel ski and, and in a, in that five days. But um, we came back and we met some <laughs> we met some girls over, over at uh, Threadbow and they were footballers. Okay. Right? So... We had a bit of a connection, yep. like that, um, and they said, "Okay, 
we said, well, we're playing against St. George, which isn't far from you. That's yeah. the, We'll come and see your game Yep. if you come and watch ours. Anyway, we went to see him at Guy Mir and, and they played and da-da-da. Uh, then they came to watch us at, at St. George Stadium. And I think the spur for for Tony and I, obviously, you want to impress, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just one of those natural things that you do, you <laughs> go, whatever. Uh, but I, I remember St. George at that time needed to beat us to get through the semi-final, I think it was. And they had uh, made sure they had four overage players, as we did. Um, and their players was Robbie Slater. Yep. Uh, they had the O'Shea brothers, and there was another... I thought it was Tridentic, but I think it was it was someone else. So they really uh, stacked they their squad. They stacked their side. And, and you guys, your overage players were yourself and, and Phil and whatnot, but yeah. you just hadn't stacked it. No. We, we because didn't. you believed in of the course. unit that you had. Of course. So anyway, we, we played... Oh, the game that we played, oh, we just... It was magic, mate. Our movement off the ball, our communicate. We, we were down 1-0 to start with, but... What happened then, I remember I took the free kick and it ricocheted out and we knocked it in, one all. But then from then on, we had a couple of injuries. Uh, one had to go to hospital. Yep. I think it was Tony. I think Tony went to hospital. Someone went to hospital, yeah. yeah. Uh, Peter Rogers, he, he, he so we, we had injuries off. But it spurred us on, mate, and I... I just couldn't believe the game that we played, and we beat them five-one. And um, and Robbie came up to me afterwards, and I remember he come and shook my hand, man. He he was blown away, and he would really acknowledge how the game that we played, and to have that, excuse me, uh, from the opposition. Yeah, definitely. It's good respect, uh, but we earned that. Um, but that was that was a game in my career that stood out, and obviously, when John mentioned it, it, it was a. And I guess it still means something to that group of players that if you're meeting, like yeah. you did last week at Jamboree Pub, to that's catch right. up about a team that's, you know, what, 20, what? 25 years? 35 years. 35 years? Oh my 35 God, years ago. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you do on the math very quickly. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, it, it says a lot. And so, obviously, for you, you might not have broken into the first team, but still to be part of something like that is pretty special. To be part special. of that with the lads was, uh, I was, I was, it was special, mate, honestly. Yeah. Uh, it was nice to have uh, the contribution from the players, but we also had a result at the end. Yep. That was my first grand final, uh, not grand final, but premiership yeah. of my career wow. in the sense. Oh, sorry, no, Blacktown. Reserve Reserves grade. was undefeated. Yep. But we never won the grand final. But So I had two premierships. One was at Blacktown and this one at and the Wolves. Wolves. And that was, that's all I can say. <laughs> but It's still good to hang still, your hat on that. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, uh, from from the, the reunion, seeing them, and, um, and it was nice. Uh, John Brown actually acknowledged, and there was uh, Earl... A couple of the lads, Old Camden as yeah, well. yep. and they made a comment to me that uh, it was a respectful comment of saying how really for the ability and and when I was uh, with the Wolves, then how I didn't get recognised to play first grade, yep. um, and had a go, 
and again this is what i'm saying you can you can stand out a mile and yep i've always thought and this is only at a personal um i think my physique was probably a disadvantage in i'm not saying it was discriminant but it probably played a role in why in coaches minds in about the minds of of pushing me into into that kind of um exposure yep or, to that next or level. level and yep. yet i've sh- shown enough throughout my past but was really not um looked upon to go to that that sort yeah. of consistent and, and first for John and the lads to say that to me meant a lot to me you know yeah. it's respect from from players it was like uh and in uh, my time having players recognition obviously for me it's uplifting to to have respect yeah. as i would you'd rather uh, rather have it from your peers than yes, than anyone of else of course so yeah but what a great year Great bunch of lads, and also the manager, mate. Neville, Neville Arrowsmith. Smith. Neville, Neville Arrowsmith, yeah. Who's, uh, um, who's, who's done a lot in um, soccer um, as a player, as a as an administrator, and, yeah. and um, a really great man. And he connected to all of us, and he, uh, and I've, I've sent you the PS. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He had a, he was actually surprised to see that uh, the, um, booklets that he was doing yep. on on the, the lads and i've kept about four or five of them which i'm glad i have because it it's a gain reflection of memories that yeah, you definitely. can you can look back at and uh and yeah neville was a big part of the, of our team and and you then i guess like you've said before you moved on for for opportunities and and you went to wollongong macedonia the following year and and john john bingham was the coach and player, and so again, um, there you really did have a very good year. This was a peak, peak you, level for me. You know, uh, obviously, the, I guess I'm assuming here, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. The the three years you probably thought you should have had an opportunity, and you really pushed yourself to a another level with Wollongong Macedonia, who were in the in the state league at the time. Absolutely. So that state league was still a, a high level as well. Very much so, and you know uh, there were still uh, uh, NSL players that were coming down into that league because uh, there was a bit of chopping and changing yeah. in those in the eighties in terms of the it NSL was. where teams were going out of the NSL and teams That's coming correct. in. So and the standard was was high, it really was. And how we've discussed about uh, you know belief systems and and I was fortunate in nineteen eighty six. John Bingham, uh, another professional, yep. and these the background of, of like Robbie Fryer, yep. Jerry uh, John, Walker, yep. George Barlow, they've, they're experienced. They've had that. Casey De Bruyne, yes. So John brought another um, level into me because he was player coach. Yep. Having a, a player coach and you you're under him and an influence, it, I I shined. And getting sort of that feedback on the ground. Yes. And It'd be a bit different to then half time or full time from yeah. the sidelines. We had a team, a, another great bunch of lads. Um, Dean Gardner, obviously. Yep. Yep. Uh, you've um, the Saturn brothers, like you said, yeah. Mark Sweeney. 
you've, you've interviewed Dean and in Rob ages, Girardi. That's right. Uh, Chris Tulefsky, uh 6'5". Our back four was known and it was actually in the Mercury in that we were known to have, Our defence record was Second without doubt. It, they were hard to get past. But um, Mark Sweeney... Uh, Characters, we we had some characters in that team. So it was a good time, but, off the pitch as but well. But the players as that stood out, some serious playing for as that well. year, was Jeff Robinson, our goalkeeper. Yep, I honestly w- was blown away with that year that he had because with him in goals, we we held our own, and yep. it, it was really through him that. Some of the games that he played was phenomenal. So, did he have sort of all-round strength? Was he strong uh, in the air, getting balls, or good ability, shot stopper, or the just ability read? to to be at the right position yep. and to be able to hold when shots were coming at him, he could hold them coming at him. Yep, not know, just parry him off in from... full flight. He, he he would basically, you know, hold that ball yep. and take it in. But we always had the confidence in the back back four and, and him and that probably uh, surprised a lot of teams and we were up against Melita um, who obviously uh, um, I have a connection with but um, they were all surprised at, at, at that uh, we can compete because we played against Blacktown Melita they were the strong teams of going forward yep. and um, John B- Bingham believed in me uh, he brought another professionalism to, to the game because before the game we'd go to uh, Berkeley Sports and S- Social. Because you were ha- playing in Berkeley at that point in time. Yep, and we'd have a function room up the top yep. and, and that was our uh, build-up uh, preparation. Yep. Um, which uh, I'd never had before. So it, it was another experience, but it helped us for, for pre- preparing for a game. And we had some memorable games uh, against, uh, I can remember, uh, Melita. Yeah. Um, and that was at home at Berkeley Sports and Social. And, and we, we won the game. Uh, no one had expected us to, to beat Melita, but um, I can remember I did just something magic in the game that it was just at that moment. Yep. And I was playing against... Um, Peter Trudenick's brother, yep. uh, Howard, yep. um, which he was high up in. They, they had a, a, a top-class team. team. And I can remember picking the ball up in their midfield and I I beat Howard, beat a couple of players actually, and then I put the ball through to Dean Gardner and he put it away. Yep. So an assist. That's what I was known for in yep. a lot of my, my game was assisting and and. and being able to produce those kind of... Um, Opportunities yes. for other players. Um, and to have that result against Melita, uh, especially for Wollongong Macedonian crowd, they, they were... Huge. Oh, mate, the support, supporters were absolutely brilliant with us. Um, and so I was... Uh, I was playing and I was also working at um, MM Copper Tubing Factory. Okay. And there was a lot of Macedonian uh, 
supporters that were <laughs> that worked there. So, so you get a bit of feedback uh, during the week, would I'd you? Yep, yeah, good or bad, I'd get the feedback. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, it, I had respect from, obviously, yep. the, uh, the crowd as well. So, uh, you know, it, it's part and parcel of, of football. And, and, and you like know? you said, you, you had such a, a successful year there that you were the... Soccer Action Under Twenty One Player of the Year. Yeah. Was... So again, like you said, you and, and most people don't go into um, sports to to get recognition, but it's nice to have that after you work so hard in the year. So um, you know that was at the fraternity club. That's right. Um, Les the, Murray. And and it was emceed by Les Murray. Yeah. So uh, a bit of a man. buzz to a win the award and then. Um, meet someone that you know it's most so of passionate his... football it was yeah. it was brilliant you know and uh meeting players that uh I played against as well because it was obviously recognized uh the award was run yeah. by the soccer action but it was still a recognized yeah. uh, event um to to come out and you know have a year that I had uh, and and also uh, in addition to that the other the award which was sort of the Rothmans Award, yeah. you know, you came third in that as well. So, you know, um, pretty satisfying. And and at that um, uh, at that award, um... yeah, I was in the toilet actually. I just went <laughs> to the toilet. Uh, I saw a, um, there was a, a couple of Melita players that come up to me, and then um, they were sort of blown away. They thought that I was a shoeing, yep. but which was fantastic for, for to get that. Feedback from feedback. the post. And then the actual winner, uh, which was Brett Woods, and he played for Sydney City. He, he was a very high-class player. And even I met him at the toilet, you know, and, <laughs> and he, he even said to me, mate, I don't know how you didn't get it, mate, you know. Really? So that was a to, – to come out of that and getting that kind of respect was – It's it's a it, good feeling. It's a good feeling, mate, but it's not what I was playing – No. Playing the game for, you know. I – I was always brought up, and this is the obviously the influence of my dad. Yep. Uh, you you dress like a footballer, you play like a footballer. Yep. Um, uh, the attitude of fairness. Now I've only ever had one yellow card in my career. That's pretty impressive, right? isn't it? And it came when I was with Melita, which <laughs> was a year after. And how it came about was I got injured and had to come off the side of the field. And this was, we were playing Canberra. And the ball went out over the other side. This is a Bruce Stadium. And um, the ball was stopped. We were flagging the referee, da-da-da. Anyway, he, he obviously didn't. He let the ball go into play. They scored from it. Now, I've walked on the field, obviously, to, to go and start the, the kickoff again. He's yep. come up and booked me. But, you know, and I'm thinking, of all the yellow cards to get, in, in my career, it was for walking onto a field after they've scored a goal. Like, you know, and oh, I was no. the one that got injured and, and <laughs> cleaned up. <laughs> so, but I was proud of that. Uh, that record. The achievement, yeah. mate, because uh, I've always, you know, that's part of me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wanted to be professional, yep. but um, I played the game professionally. Never batch had referees. But in a fair way. In a fair way. My, and that's influence on my dad. I mean, yeah. it makes sense, doesn't it? You know, why argue with a decision that you're never going to change yeah. it? So that 
that again is all resonates focus into, on the football into how I approach approach the game. So you you did go to Melita, yes, and and you were coached by uh, in eighty seven uh, by Dennis Hoggart yeah. and, and Jimmy Gleeson. Yep. Um, so and how were they as coaches? Um, I got. And obviously they were impressed enough from the year before yeah, to I, I say... I got approached after the function um, of the sports awards, the under-21 uh, soccer action. Yep. And uh, the secretary uh, came up to me with a contract, you know, and uh, he sort of sat down with me and I, I, there was no way I was looking at signing contracts. <laughs> but I was pretty impressed that, you know, I'm getting approached by other clubs now. So uh, he came up to me and said, look, uh, Dennis Hoggart, the, the, the coach, uh, wants you in his team next year. And I said, oh, okay. I said, well, um, he said, well, would you like to meet? So I went up to, to yep. uh, and we were based at, <coughs> excuse me, Granville. Yep. And uh, I met the secretary again and Dennis. And I ended up signing a contract for it. But, see, again with me, I was never... I never believed in what I deserved yep. in, in financial side. Yeah, yeah. Financially, it wasn't you, my You just gender. saw this as another opportunity to play with a good team yes. and, and prove yourself. So, you know, I didn't ask for any. I just was overwhelmed that they they actually wanted me into the, into the squad. So I signed with Melita... And my first um, initiation or, or, or meeting the, the team was a pre-season training at Centennial Park in Sydney. Yep. And um, I, know, I didn't know any of the lads in person. Bar, Apart oh, sorry, from playing against Lo them. and behold, Lenny Vile. He's in the side who I played with uh, and against. He was with Glazeville and then in the New South Wales under-14s. So we've cropped cross paths and this is the thing with my career I've crossed paths with a lot of a lot of different players over at different levels levels and at different times, times. The, yeah so anyway I can remember just part of the the uh, my first pre-season with them and I met a, a, a lad uh, an absolute magic bloke mate uh, Wayne Farnsworth and and he was a striker, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a brilliant player. I think he player. had some time at Mount Druid as well yeah, later on. Brilliant man, uh, well-spoken, um, just an absolute magic footballer. His abilities were, were sensational, mate, through playing against him and then with him. With him. And uh, our first initiation was there was about four flights of steps that we used to, to condition ourselves. But it wasn't just running up. <laughs> We'd have to piggyback. And I was paired with... And we'll... To this day, we'll always... That's our fond memory. Talk we'll, about that. Yeah, we always talk about it. And for me, carrying him is a lot different from, from the he other way. Care. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and we had a laugh about it. But, you know, <laughs> that was that was our... Um, that was our bonding really straight away and I knew then that I'd made the right decision to go to Melita yep. and uh, and, and all the boys and where did they they play their games at uh, oh, where, it's uh, 
it's off Woodville Road, but I can't remember the the name of the park. Yep. Um, but the club and uh, the colours that Melita played in the year you played with red them? and white. Yep. And a Maltese club, and yep. uh, the supporters were phenomenal, Travis. Yep. I couldn't. This is another experience that I had when I was tr- just training at the grounds. There'd be over two thousand spectators coming to watch us train. Wow. And that was their loyalty. Yep. And um, it was great for for players, you know, getting that kind of um, support. Support, yeah. you know, and. Um, the coaches themselves, Jimmy, uh, he was a Scottish character, hard, hard, hard. He was the motivator. Yep. And uh, all the all of our hard work, he'd, he'd be pushing us. Um, but Dennis, again, obviously through his profession, um, he influenced me a lot because he believed in me. Yep. Uh, when you have coaches that believe in you, makes you, a huge it, difference. Uh, it really does, mate. Honestly, um, I had a, only one year. I signed a two-year contract with Melita, um, but Jimmy and uh, Dennis didn't get the coaching job the next oh, okay. year after. And I was sort of transitioning as well because I, I was working shift work uh, yep. at MM, which. If you can imagine, so were you training night three shift. nights a week and then playing on? I was traveling. I was traveling, um, training three nights a week, and then I'd, playing in Sydney. And I'd be, I was driving then, so I, I can remember. I used to love it. Uh, that time that driving was good for me. It was my relaxation. So I'd have me Billy Joel um, tape in, <laughs> and I'd be, I'd be, in my own world, yep. traveling up there. Um, we train, and then I, and again, it's a commitment. You know? Yeah, definitely. You you're making a commitment of travel, and the travel back then, the roads, it's not M ones. No, they are. Right. So, anyway, had a good year. The lads were brilliant. We were all very much alike. Uh, you know, we talked about horse racing. We talked about all sort sorts of uh, golf. We yep. all had similar interests, which yep. which made it even better for us. And I can remember when we first started, uh, uh, we did our pre-season. And, um, you know, the FFA, obviously, we play. you play against uh, yes. the higher clubs and A-League, how it is today. We were playing the NSL teams. And um, we had some amazing results and we got to the final. Oh you know, wow. And this is a state league team, you know. So uh, I can remember we... Played against Apia Leichhardt, we beat them. Played against St George, we beat them. Then, um, and Apia Leichhardt had some top players, players. in, mate. You know, you had the Tridentic brothers in St... I think they were in Leichhardt or St George. Anyway, but then we played Sydney City. Oh, and wow. Sydney City, uh, Eric Thompson used to come down to the AIS and uh, had, he'd come and get involved with us. Yep. And... Uh, that was my decision whether to go to Sydney City or Blacktown. Okay. I didn't mention that. I apologise for that. But John Paul D. Marigny said he was with Sydney City and he said that uh, Eddie wants, you know, wants to know if, if I want to come so up. not Eric Thompson, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Thompson. Thompson Thompson's sorry, yep, yep. Eddie Thompson. And uh, I was in two minds, you know, because 
I looked at the travelling side of things and it which was, was easier. Which is fair enough. And the respect for Casey, yep. who obviously you know I've had so much with, it was a hard decision in one way, but I made that decision. Yep. Um, but we played against Sydney City and uh, we beat them 2-1. And I can remember I scored the winner. I had a, did a 1-2 with Ray Ferugia in their box and I, I put it away. But the game itself was... It was a big game for us, you know, and, and to to get a result, to get into the to against Marconi, yeah. to beat Sydney City and then get into to the the final. And it was like I remember meeting my dad up at the the grandstand at St George, and this young lad come up to me, and he wanted my autograph. You know? Oh wow! And you know, I mean, but still, it's just uh... for me. I was touched, mate. Yeah. You know, I thought, well, you know. A young lads obviously watched the game. game. He, he's recognised obviously because my old man used to say, um, "Look, for you as a player, it's about entertaining the crowd that come in to be entertained. Yep, uh, that's what they come and see." And I'm always a believer in that. Uh, it's in my back of my mind to, you know, obviously this lads play a nice way and come up he's 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 rather recognized that i i've obviously done something in that yep. way that that he was touched with and he can't and mate i was just overwhelmed with it. it was just a it was just brilliant you know so the final against marconi yeah it was a it was at marconi uh ground um can't remember the players they had some phenomenal players in marconi obviously it's, it was one of the big Biggest yeah, clubs back then too, mate. They were you know? a powerhouse. Uh, well, Frank Farina was playing for them. Uh, the, you know, off the top of my head, uh, John Cosmina, I think. The, the, there's been a lot of players that have gone yeah, through yeah. my county. To play against them, mate, you know, like we're stately, you know, we're still, I'm only, uh, what, 20? I think I was 21. Not sure how old I was then. I was still young. Yep. Uh, 21, 22, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, we got big. We got big yep. seven four. It was a <laughs> seven four. It's in a bizarre scoreline. It is, and uh, to to experience playing against them teams, though, mate. And good uh, as part of this sort of federation preseason yeah. cup. So. What a start for us! For before we've even started our our competition, you know, we're matching it with the big boys. Yeah, definitely. You know, so it was a sort of a. a a great start for me. I knew I made the right decision, decision. to to go to Melita. So the second year, the coaches changed, and then you Ra- just thought, well, Raúl Blanco got got the job. And Raúl Blanco only knew me through um, uh, the uh, the AIS. In the second year, in in the AIS, we uh, played against the Australian World Cup youth team okay. in '82 as a curtain raiser to the uh, Phillips Grand Final. Yep. Um, and we, I think we got beat two one or, or but uh, we had about four of our players in in that in squad. squad. But anyway, Raúl Blanco was at that that game, and I can remember uh, leaving the ground and I bumped into him and he, he's come up and he's sort of acknowledged and said you've had a you had a great game, you know. Yep. And also I read the paper the next day and I'm being acknowledged as. You know, I've stood out in the game, which was good for yeah. me. I 
mum and dad came, my sister came, filmatized. Yep. Matt came. Uh, they super aided. I've got it on my phone actually. The part of the warm up and the game, but Raul Blanco got the job. I thought he might have recognised me uh, as my name because I never met him up in Melita. Yeah. So the club reneged my contract, which uh, I never even. I, I didn't stand up against it, mate. You know, mm. that's another thing that I I never had that managerial support yeah. to say, hey, okay, I've signed a two year contract. You don't want me for this year. Uh, well, paid out. Paid out. I and I let it go. Then found out Macedonia made a deal with them. Didn't didn't tell didn't you. confide in me. They made a deal. I don't know what money got swapped over, but I never saw. Any you didn't, you didn't get any of it? Nothing. And the same when when Macedonia, uh, when I left Macedonia to Melita, they did a deal there. So do you think it was uh, Raul that didn't want you or or he had his own ideas he about the squad? He had his own ideas, I'm saying. But see, I was in a, a bit of a... It was hard for me because I, w- I was working. Yep. Uh, that shift work was killing me, Travis, you know. So... Only shift... Only, Shift workers know the feeling. Do, I, I don't. Shift, but well, I, I I was doing days, afternoons, and nights, and trying to trying to train. It was just, it was hard. And I had to go through the next year with Macedonia the same. Yeah. But I was at least I was at home. Yeah. You know. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't a hard decision in the end yeah. because of what I was having to go through. If I stayed for another year. Yep. But looking back now, you know, financially. I had a good year with them financially, but really I should have tried to fight yeah, out that year in terms absolutely. of the contract that they absolutely because I, I earned that, you know. Okay. But anyway, that that went past. Um, so at Macedonia that year, you know, we won't go into too much. And yeah, you, know, you were coached by Michael Johnson. Yep. You know who who had um, some success as a coach. Yes. But your timeline was pretty brief here, and um, you you didn't. Brief in the sense that you know you said you felt it wasn't a great year, and I'm assuming you're reflecting on yourself there. Uh, but but in saying that, with what you've said in the interview, it now makes sense. You had a had a couple of years of shift work. You'd been commuting up to Sydney the year before. Yeah. It, it probably had taken its toll, had it? On a personal level, mate, and I I haven't sort of spoken um, to many people about it. My family knew. Um, but at that year, uh, I was with Michael Johnson, and, and it was hard to understand his approach. Yep. Um, it, it it was very unusual for a, for a man of his stature. I was sort of bewildered by some of his yep. antics, in the sense of, I mean, at one time at half time, we've come into the dressing rooms. He's got us to lie down on the floor with our legs up on 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 the bench on the seat, sort of bench, right. you know. And he said, close your eyes, I want you guys to reflect. And, you know, it was a different approach and it was just something that I'd never experienced that way. I I thought we were belittled a lot in, in right. the way he was approaching us. And he got a lot of lot of players offside that way. But in the end, I knew the man had, I knew who he was. And what he'd done. And yeah. what he's done. So I still always had respect uh, for whoever I was with yep you know you don't question it you 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 approach it 
in a professional manner. That's how, how I've always been. But you been. weren't happy with, I guess, your performances that year? Well, on a personal level, uh, relationship-wise, I had uh, my first uh, sort of experience of, of uh, a relationship. Yep. And I met a, a, a young girl and we got engaged. And at that time, um, it was a whirlwind sort of three months and then it all disappeared and uh, on a personal level I, I didn't know how to cope and yep. trying to uh, play football and and dealing with oh, my dealing emotional, a lot of emotional rejection stuff. and everything uh, uh, I had I had days where I, I was breaking down on the foot football field um, just overwhelmed with stress so I guess your professional approach to your your sport sort of it took a it, absolute you're forgetting about yourself yes at a sort of physical and mental level that's right and um even though uh there was a few brief memories of of that year it it, it ended up being a blank because of because of what had happened what had happened and uh and that's when i was contemplating on on finishing up and uh yeah so i i never spoke to anyone in that sense of uh helping me yep. you know like your professional people that you can talk to or well, even that sort of late 80s here we're still talking that it's not the norm that it is in the last 5 to 10 years where you go through things like that where you can you know ring lifeline yeah be it, more open sort of culturally was, about it was, a problems. Time, it was a time where I was getting anxieties that I've never had any and panic attacks and things that I've never knew before because yep. I was solid in yep. where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. I, uh, I had my loving family, yep. you know, and support and, and mates, everything. But when it comes to when you found love for the first time yeah. uh, and, and it's taken away from you, you just don't sort of... You don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, it's hard it. to deal with. So Definitely. that was a very blank year, mate. And um, Because of that reason. Even though the players that I was connected with, Larry Berenger, uh, is it Larry? Yep. Larry, yep. Uh, he was part of the team. We had a, a fair squad, but really wasn't um, directed right Yep. in, in the coaching side of it. But... Uh, yeah, it was a very hard year, mate. It was, it and was so you, you then, um, uh, you had another year then at uh, Wollongong Macedonia, and and it was back with you know um, with Casey, and and Casey's been there throughout, and um, you're you're playing with players like Graham Fletcher and Paul Kay. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you miss preseason. You're yes. on a trip yes. to the USA, and That's right. and then. Um, Things had changed by the time you'd come back in that pre-season. The player squad had increased. And so um, it was sort of, I guess, you were sort of a bit behind the eight ball in terms of fitness and pre-season. And then, um, you know, the squad had changed and I guess the coach's mind had changed slightly to to put extra players on. Well, uh, coming back when my brother... uh, went overseas with a Christian outreach 
and yep. uh, did some amazing work for building houses in Mexico and I just wanted to be there with him, you know? Yep. And I had a chance to have, have a break from uh, MM. So I went to see him. Obviously, that was in the pre-season yep. start of, of Macedonia. Uh, Casey knew it. I, I had these plans way prior. but And in one sense, you were, I guess, happy with, you know, from a personal level... Things were getting a bit more positive. Yes. Casey, you knew. Yeah, players who were coming in, Paul K, uh, Graham. And I, I guess my, um, Johnson obviously departed. That's but right. his different methods, you knew what Casey was going right. to bring to the table. Yep. So I was looking forward to it. I really was. Uh, I, I approached my holiday professionally as well. I kept myself fit. And I yep. knew what I was going to be up against when I came back yep. for pre-season training. So in that time I was with my brother, I, I, I did kept work fit. out and kept fit. Um, I came back, we were based at, uh, is it Viking Oval? Or yep. Viking, yep. Uh, uh, near JJ Kelly, yep. the next one. That's where we were training. And um, I can remember it was pouring down with rain, so we ended up indoors. And uh, we were just playing five fives in yep. the squash courts you know so uh but it was good i was meeting uh ex place from blacktown that he, yep. he brought he to brought the club and uh so it, it was good yep first game was at uh inter monaro in canberra and uh i'm in the reserve grade side and i was jatted i'm thinking you know, I've I've earned my spot in yeah, yeah, in, in state league, uh, and you know I can hold my own. And I know, obviously, I've been away for preseason, but anyway, I was gutted, mate. I didn't tell Casey that, but I was gutted. Yep. And especially, obviously, with having to fight my way into back in. I not that I wanted to be at uh, that mind frame that I'm, you yep. know. Should should be in there yeah. without shadow of a doubt, but it was hard to understand that I've had to start all over again. again. Um, and it's with Casey, um, who you know he's been in my life for a long, long time. In different you area. Know? Yep. But look, it is what it is. That that decision from that game. Yep. I went to mum and dad. I sat down with Dad and I said, "Look, uh, I'm I'm losing it, losing yep. this passion, Dad. Yep. I, I'm I'm gonna have a break. I'm just not in the right place. Just spent to, yep. to 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 go through this again. From you know, I've I've been down that path. Yep, of proving myself. So I, I went to Casey's house." I actually finally confronted and spoke to him. Yep. Because um, he's living in Dapto where I live, you know. So anyway, sat down and spoke to him. I tried to, you know. Give him your point of view. Point of view. And, you know, I just wanted to see where I stood with him. Yep. And I told him my intentions. I told him I was going to have a break. I just feel like I'm just... And he made my decision really easy in the end because he didn't fight for me to stay. Yep. 
and uh, if he would have fought, if he would have just said, no, flee, yep. I want you, you know, you are a big part of my, my, plans, my plans, I would have accepted it and stayed. But I didn't get that from him. He was quite acceptable that I made yep. that decision and let me go. So I started with Casey <laughs> as a young lad at 10, and I finished with Casey at a mere 23 years of age that never saw my peak. So, so uh, like a, in 95, you, you had a, a brief... Uh, a brief period there with Robert Fire with uh, <laughs> yeah, Wollongong White Eagles, but and and that only was for four weeks, so yeah. we won't really talk too much no, about mate, that. It was it was a but uh, I don't know. I was. Do you look back now and I was twenty nine, mate. It was uh, funny. It was like I lost five years. Just went, yep. you know, or six. I think it was five or six, whatever. But I thought, okay. I'm still young, you know, uh, yeah. and I thought, well, I'll give I, it a go. I'll give it a go. Uh, I think it was Bobby Fryer uh, or John Fleming. Bobby Fryer or John Fleming was involved with White Eagles. I yep. thought it was Rob. I think it was Rob, and then John, John came in somewhere. But I, uh, <laughs> I can remember turning up for trading the first, and I, I, ne- I never was prepared. Yep. Normally, I'm prepared. Yeah, yeah. Way before. Anyway, so we've. I've gone to White Eagles ground, which it was Wollongong Olympics. Yep. Police boys. Police club. boys. And uh, his first bloody training that he did, he, he said, all right, lads, get your joggers on. We're going to run from here to Kira Street. Yep. Which there's a fitness centre there. I'll meet you all there. And then we're going to do our session there. Lo and behold, I don't know the distance from Police Boys Club to Mount Kira. And I... This is my first run. Oh, I was knackered. Oh, I was like, what am I doing here? You know? <laughs> anyway, I got through the session, but, uh, you know, I I ended up playing a couple of games reserve grade. Enjoyed it. I could yeah. be myself and start building up. And then Bobby put me in against Cringilla after, after I had a full game with yep. reserve grade. And I was on five minutes and pulled a hammy. That was it for me. I thought, no, nah, I'm just not. Pre-. You know, mentally, yep. and physically, I'm. I'm not the person I was when I was 23. I, yeah. I can't. I. I just knew I couldn't do it. So, uh, we'll finish up because it's been a, yeah. a, a fantastic interview. But, you know, um, I see the glasses definitely half full. You know what you. Uh, Put into your game. Yeah. Um, hearing it now was just immense, and you must be super proud of of what you've achieved and the people that you've interacted with, and and really, um, you know, those last few years as well. There was there was some people could, I guess, get extremely negative about it, but you kept pursuing other opportunities. So you must be super proud of of your overall career, even though it might have been short in terms of age. There was a lot packed in there. There was a lot packed in, and also, uh, and I didn't mention when my family went back to the UK in '83 when I finished at AIS. Uh, um, my uncle was a scout for Notts County, and yep. I didn't. I was completely oblivious to this. Yep. And anyway, 
my mum and dad contacted him. He set up a uh, a session with the A A team. Yep. I was supposed to go to the ground and meet them there. And I thought my uncle would have been there, but obviously I've turned up with my, my brother and I went to the ground and there was no A-League team there playing, but there was uh, the youth team. Yep. Uh, I approached the person in charge, the coach, and I explained who I was. Yep. He let me have a session with him, you know. And uh, it was a big eye-opener for me in that sense of, Going somewhere unannounced. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm an yeah, Australian yep. accent, but I'm 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 Pommy born. Yep. English born. Uh, he knew nothing of me at all. Uh, but when we played and did a training, I stood out like. Yep. You know, you you knew I obviously had experience somewhere. And the first example, we were thirty yards apart, and he's used me as an example of knocking a ball to me. And I'd have to control it with my chest and bring yep. it down and knock it back. And his comment to me was, do you do this in Australia? And I, as soon as I heard that comment, I was gutted. And I'm thinking, I'm not, in the right, I'm not in the right place. And um, seeing the apprentices there that, you know, I knew that I was way, obviously, yeah. above their level, you know, but he... His mindset was... Mindset was no. already in place before anything came about, you know. And so I left that ground absolutely rejected, mate. And thinking of everything that I've had yeah, experience yeah. in my life, uh, and then to to see that uh, where it... Someone's bias about a If a, a spark was there that someone would have seen what I was doing in that yep. hour and a half of, of session that he had. It would have been a lot different. To say, hey, okay, come back, we want, yeah. who knows. But that comment floored me. So, and I never, obviously I didn't bring that, that yeah, up. Yeah, there's, okay. there's a lot that's, there's a lot that still resonates to that yeah. point in my life. I was 17 and thinking... You know we we are so far behind in in their expectations Patient. of of where we think are of us. at our level, and now look look how it's evolved. And I mean, Harry Harry Kuehl was with David Lee. Yeah, definitely. You know, so the chances that the lads have had in this era, I'm super proud that they've got that opportunity, mate, because uh, they've gra grabbed it and they've had that chance to to do their dream. dream be you know that's their dream they've gone for it back in in our time it was just not the right time and i'm not saying that i would have ever been a professional yeah. player in the uk mate that was my passion and it was something that i but you gave it a red hot go though i had a go you know so yes i'm very fortunate to have had this experience of of being uh, what six degrees of separation with a lot of players, yep. um, and I've had a lot of respect from a lot of players. I've had some mateships and brother brotherly relationships. Uh, so I I can finish and in 
talking about this. But, you know, Sock has been good to me as well in that short period of time that I've had. Yeah, you know. well, uh, like I said, it's 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 why I wanted to chat to you and and really uh, appreciate your time um, and and your family's time and letting me into your home and and um, you know it's it's been great and um, I can't wait for for other people to to listen to your journey, Anthony. It's it's been brilliant and and I really respect and appreciate you, mate. Thanks for having me, Travis. Thanks, mate. Appreciate. It. have it another interview done and dusted thanks again to Anthony and his partner for their time I respect and appreciate them I am your host Travis goodbye for now